Hi, I'm Talisa, the owner of 10X Marketing Consultancy, where we help businesses to 10X their lead generation with content marketing strategies. I'm Josh from Big Sky Creative. Since 2011, we've been helping brands grow online through creative video content. And I'm James, and I've worked in audio my whole life, and now I run Sound Media, where we help brands to create amazing podcasts for their business. Together, we want to help you create better content. Welcome to Content 360. Right, today we are looking at content planning and there's kind of loads of little things that have kind of led us to picking this as a subject because um, it's quite a wide-ranging topic when we say content planning and there's lots of elements that that make it up but I kind of I sense that we probably all tackle this subject slightly differently ourselves and it's a really interesting one to discuss and start kind of discovering what worked for you but maybe doesn't work for me that might work for you and similarly kind of best practice and and stuff that should really be avoided and actually I think there's probably a lot of people that just don't put enough into planning that they should do so how do we all go about planning our content Josh how do you plan yours for us it's mainly about we pick a a subject or it can be quite a broad subject but in a month we'll talk about a certain thing so uh, this month coming up um, it's more behind the scenes of how we tackle the big um, choir concert and the content over the next uh, four weeks will be about that. And we will put in the calendar a day aside for us to then film whatever we need to film in addition to what we've done behind the scenes out on site and make sure we've, we've pulled all the content together. It's sat in a folder ready to go. I think the number one rule for us is you can't just hit a month and just wing it and just think, oh, I haven't posted in a few days, I'll just stick something out. Because that's when you start to put out bad content and you'll start to either just get less yeah. engagement. You actually have to have a bit of thought up front about what am I going to speak about and pulling that content together prior to just posting away. So is all, is all your content ultimately video? Pretty much. It's either everything we put out has got to have some kind of image, but then again, that's our our business. That's what we do. So it doesn't have to always be a video. It might be a photo as well, but there needs to be something visual with every single post. All right. And so how how do you actually plan it then? Is it is it written on a whiteboard? Is it a shared document? How, how do you kind of go about deciding what you're going to put out on what day? Everything um, lives in Google Docs in our business. Um, so we've got a folder which will say you know, content for July, content for August. And we have like evergreen content as well. So just pictures of me yeah. and Jake editing or behind cameras. So if we don't have quite enough content, we do have a bit of a fallback plan for, or we just need to say we're out on site filming today and there's a picture of us with the camera. But yeah, it's done via a spreadsheet. And we have like the hero piece of the, for the month so that might be your behind the scenes vlog we did at youtube and then the shorter ones will be maybe turn into reels so little sections of that vlog become shorter reels and then the the base pieces are just pictures with a bit of co- you know context in the in the description yeah interesting to that you mentioned um google docs because i'm very much the same in that um it's a google sheet that's kind of like my crib i guess when it comes to content so i have a a day a month where i put aside and the next full month that's coming up so maybe like i don't know the 10th of the month 
Um, I'll plan out the whole of the following month um, and I try and plan out a mixture of uh, blog content, try to do two a week um, and you know other things. I'll kind of go through various calendars, what's happening in the podcasting world, what's happening in the wider world that I might want to tap into, what's happening in my own world. If I'm doing a day recording with someone, I might think, yeah, that actually is going to be my content for, for that day, posting an image from it and just go through and plan out the whole month and then plan what each thing that I'm doing will be. So some will be a website piece, some will just be um, a, a photograph, some will be an image that I need to then go and create on Canva um, and just plan out the whole month. And what I try and do as well, which maybe maybe is a little bit different from what you're doing, but maybe not actually because of, of um, I, I've seen some of the stuff that you do, is try and get a blend of stuff that's very like, you know, about what I'm doing in the business and then stuff that's a little bit more personal, um, you know, kind of two or three posts uh, a month that are, you know, just kind of about what's sort of going on in my own world, I guess, to, to try and keep that sort of balance so that I've got my Google sheet that's kind of like at a glance, I can see, right, this is the, the month of content that I've got planned. I'm quite happy with the, the mix of different stuff within it. There's some heavier pieces, there's some lighter pieces. Um, and um, I also then can figure out, all right, I know I've got to put um, a good half a day aside to work on that blog for that day. But actually then the next day, I probably don't need to do too much content work because I'm just posting a photograph of an event I've been to or something like that. So that's kind of how I tackle doing my content. From my side, I guess we do, you know, a whole range of content pieces similar to you guys. So at the start of the year, we'll always say, right, what are the 100% deliverables that we're going to do every single month to be consistent? So for us, we do 10x, um, a post goes out on social media every day. We then also do an email every month. We try and do a couple of videos per month. We try and do two blog posts a month. And we'll also factor in when those lead magnets are going to pop in as well. So from that, if we're then looking at going into each month, we have we use Trello. So everyone knows I love Trello. So that's kind of where we plan all our content out on um, in terms of social media posts. Um, so we use that, but then we've also got different folders that we create that we, you know, if we're going for a month and we're seeing different things that we think, oh, that would be good for a post idea. We've kind of got a place to keep all those kind of content generation ideas as well. So then when we go and do that full day to say, right, what's coming up for the next four, mo- four weeks, we can look in that and say, okay, what have we seen? What did we like? What can we pull out on that? So we do have that side, uh, but I think it's important as well to not be so hard on yourself if you do want to do some reactive things as well, because it's like today, Yes, there's a post going out on 10x social media, but I'll probably, you know, maybe do something different myself personally to say this is where I've been today. And I think having those reactive style things in there is good as well, as well as the, you know, the pre-planned. For clients, though, we'll do it all on like an Excel document each single day. We'll do, you know, four weeks before, put it all in. Um, And we do kind of have three kind of content categories that we kind of pull ideas from. Um, which is classed as the free ease, which I think I spoke about on a couple of podcasts before. Um, so we've got like the education category. So what we've got to educate people around. We've got the emote category, which is then, you know, testimonials, case studies, success stories. And then the entertain one, which is, you know, you might be pulling off like national awareness days, personality pieces, things that might be going on in the business. So when we're planning out like client content, we'll make sure we try and hit, you know, within a week kind of, you know, those three points as well. Yeah. It's good to have that mix, isn't it? And, um, such an important point you touch on in there in terms of the fact that 
it's absolutely right that we do plan all this, but sometimes, I'm not going to call it over planning, but sometimes something will happen and you do mm-hmm. need to change your plan at, at short notice and you shouldn't be so rigid to say, well, actually, I can't react to this thing that's yeah. happened because my content for today is yeah. such and such. You, you you should give yourself the flexibility to to adjust as you go, shouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, and I do say to my clients, I say, if there's anything that you come across that you think, I'd love to post on this today because this is going on. I said, don't ever be afraid to kind of send that over to me because whatever we have got planned, if there's something out going out on that day, we can move it around accordingly to, you know, accommodate something that's more reactive that might get a bit more engagement because it's something that's going on with different people. I yep. think stories are a good tool as well. Yeah. So you might have your plan for your main posts and your main wall or whatever it is what you're going to populate through the month. But stories are a really yep. good way to do something a bit less formal and more reactive. So if you do just happen to have got something really cool on the day you want to share it, get that on your stories. And, that, and for us, we don't post every single day because it's kind of hard to do a video every single day. Um, but stories will, in general, will have something on there. Um, yeah. just saying oh this is where we are today it's what we've been doing that kind of thing yeah. and that's where I think for us you can be a bit more personal as well yeah. uh, and just show a bit more of your character rather than being all about this is the business Absolutely. What, what we've not touched on yet then is, is platforms so you talk about stories hmm. where are you posting your stories then? so we uh, post stories through Instagram and then we let them f- flow over to Facebook, Facebook as well yeah. Facebook we do still keep up with but I out of our platforms now that is our least our worst performing uh, platform but we do still make sure it's populated because there are still people who use that for, for business isn't there so it's good for it to keep that to keep that moving but stories go through Instagram and I know before we started rolling with the cameras we mentioned LinkedIn stories as well yeah. and that's something where I think we need to make more of an effort to start Same. putting through I'm, I'm just starting to see a bit of traction right now people starting to use it um I I was literally looking at my phone thinking I think they've got rid of stories I couldn't find it uh, initially and then it's just kind of moved a little bit and moved a little bit further down your your feed but um, definitely a resource that I don't use enough I mean stories generally across various platforms I don't do very much with um, and that is you know we've talked we've talked a previous episode about LinkedIn specifically and about best practice there about posting once a day is kind of where you really want to to yeah. be in order to give your post the best chance of doing as well as they can do but then stories gives you that option of just dipping into slightly more it's kind of informal content mm-hmm. isn't it it's a little bit more kind of passing stuff that's maybe not really worth being your main bit of content for uh, a day but gives you extra ways to drop in that slightly more personal and slightly more entertaining stuff yeah definitely i agree with that and i know you asked the question of you know if you are posting once a day on your linkedin which is you know recommended if you're doing stuff on stories as well does it you know conflict the algorithm it doesn't i have seen that people say you know in terms of stories for instagram and linkedin like three to four a day is a good a good amount um but even for us on stories you know because you've not got it pre-planned, we sometimes forget about it a little bit. Yeah. And I said to my team last week, actually, I said, right, there's three of us now, full-time in the team. Why don't we take a day each? And we'll say, right, on that day, you're responsible for stories. So, you know, showcase what you might be doing today, showcase the work yeah. that you're doing. And it just makes sure that there's someone accountable then. And it's not just, you know, oh, who's going to put this on? Or so it's actually creating a deliverable. So that's what we said we're going to try and start doing from tomorrow, actually. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think that's good, yeah. Each that's day good. someone take it to say, okay, let's showcase what you're up to. I did think about doing a sweepstake to see how many minutes into the podcast we'd get before Trello got mentioned. <laughs> it was just over five minutes. Um, but that obviously that's come up 
Google Docs, Google Sheets has come up as well. Any other tools that we kind of use that are really useful for this? And uh, I mean, I guess probably first question to ask you, Talisa, is how do you actually use Trello then for, for planning content? Yeah, so I've got a board on there which has all the different categories for us at 10X, so all different services, and we'll just add in, you know, our ideas onto there and plan on what we're going to do. But when I actually do it for clients, I do actually use Excel and have it as like a, you know, a day-to-day, week-by-week kind of process to show that. Um, but yeah, Trello for us is kind of where we dump all our ideas, but we'll also use, um, you know, there's a lot of Instagram content that we see which we think, oh, that'd be cool as like an additional post, and we'll just save it, and then we'll keep going back into our saved items and looking, okay, what did we like, what did we see um so yeah that's that's how i use it in terms of trello at the moment yeah anything else you use we yeah just google docs mainly um on the day of actually planning the content for the we i just like a good old-fashioned whiteboard yeah because you can just write get it on there get it all on the wall and then you know while you've creating your content you just tick it off as you go and then yeah. it gets committed to right when are we going to use this yeah. um old school yeah i like it as we do a lot of that in the in the uh, in the office as well when we're doing client work we've got you, you've seen it this morning a big list of yeah. what we've got yeah. in the editing board and who's going to tackle it yeah so sometimes i just think that's the simplest way so once you've now got the you know you've got all your ideas for your content you've got your plan do you use any scheduling tools so you don't have to keep do, manually doing it each day or I don't for video because a lot of the scheduling yeah, tools don't, don't really it. work. <laughs> yeah, they either it's the you try and make sure your video uh, under a certain size or it degrades the quality. It's just so because it's not good for us to put out something that doesn't look mm-hmm. great, we we don't use it just because yeah. they don't play nicely with video files basically. Yeah. See, we do use one scheduling tool and it's called Social B. And what is quite good about that platform is it allows you to create like content folder categories as well. So you might have a category on there which is evergreen content. So it might be stuff to promote, you know, a lead magnets. And it'll just keep like recircling on the days that you want it to kind of post. So you might say, I want to post about it every second Wednesday, you know, over the next six months. And after the six months, it kind of recircles back through again. Right. So it's quite good that you've got those kind of content folders in there. It's a little bit different compared to other scheduling platforms my content is probably not complex enough to really justify using a a scheduling tool kind of full-time but i do dip in and out of using uh hootsuite yeah which i find quite useful what i really like there is the fact that you can see exactly how a post is going to look on the different platforms it's going to post it on and i think that's really that's really nice particularly because something can look so much different as a tweet as it as it would do on Instagram um, so um, I do find that really useful for, for some of the stuff that, that I do but yeah I, I mean scheduling platforms are, I worry sometimes I've got a bit of a reputation as, as just being far too expensive mm. and people sort of think without even looking at them oh, I can't really yeah. I won't be able to uh, afford that but there is a balancing thing there isn't there if you're doing a lot of content and it's saving yeah. you a lot of time what is the value of that time you're getting back? Yeah, and to be fair, the tool that I use, I use it for 10x and I use it for, you know, the 20 other clients that I do social media for. So if I were doing 20 different posts every day, it'd probably take me half a day to do it all yeah. anyway for the different clients. So for me, it's, you know, it's, a no, it's a no-brainer, but there's definitely times where you do do, you know, manual posts as well where it's needed. Okay. I think the inbuilt Facebook one's actually pretty good as well. I've heard actually on the grapevine that that allows you to do swipe posts in there now. Right. Instagram, which not many platforms do. So if anyone wants that, then it's something to have a look at. What we do a lot of time as well is if we, we'll create a, a folder full of little 30 second videos and I'll just upload them all through the Facebook uh, business mm-hmm. back end and it just sits there, draft posts. And then if we're out on the road, then we don't have to deal with uploading and stopping, yeah. it, you know, stopping at a That's coffee good. place. Yeah, yeah they're there. And literally I just go on my phone, look in the draft, say, right, well, today we're going to use this one. I did my, my text and we're away. Um, 
So that's how we use that. And that can then cross post to Instagram for you, which is Perfect. which is pretty pretty good. It's All built right. in, it's free. Let's um let's look at this from the other side then. Let's look at what really doesn't work, what is really bad practice and I am sure that we have all seen people who you can tell a mile off don't have a, a plan for their content because mm. it is always the same sort of stuff or um, it is I think the thing that I dislike the most is seeing people that are just always trying to sell yeah. rather than having that sort of blend of, of different stuff that they're doing and, and um, creating so yeah any any bad practice that really stands out people who are just posting because they feel like they've forgotten and they should do like if you're just sticking out some random picture that's got nothing really to do with what you're doing at 11 p.m on a friday night with a bunch of hashtags and no actual yeah. real substance to it it's like well, you've obviously forgotten to deal with it and nobody's really going to engage with it um i think you should try and avoid doing that if at all possible Another thing that I see quite often is you can tell where someone has just used the same kind of caption and hashtags for every single platform. They've not tailored it to what platform they're going on. Like Instagram, there's no point in putting a, a website link in your caption because you, no one can click on it and it's annoying as hell. And it's just about people not doing that extra due diligence really in terms of tailoring for the platforms that they're posting on. They'll just post it out on everywhere and hope for the best. I'm probably here touching on uh, something that would be a, a, an episode by itself and probably something that we will do at some point in terms of looking at the different platforms and what works quite well for mm-hmm. for, um, for, for for what. But um, talking there about web links not working on Instagram and stuff like that, is there that risk of people that put out content on every platform when actually they probably shouldn't be doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely exists, doesn't it? Yeah. That, that kind of risk of sometimes actually you see someone that you think what you're doing is just so much better suited to just keep it on LinkedIn yeah and I do quite a lot of stuff that I will only put on LinkedIn don't put it on Twitter or anywhere else um and uh, similarly there's stuff that I would only tweet about that I wouldn't even think about putting on my LinkedIn yeah absolutely I think you know you have to understand the platforms that you've got and what content is relevant to that audience on that platform Yeah. yeah yeah if you're an Instagram user there's nothing more annoying than seeing a post by someone that clearly doesn't understand that platform or has just not put enough thought into it. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not going to become. They're not going to want to do business with you either. They're not going yeah. to find out what you do and 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 kind of get to know you anymore when you've not taken that little bit of time just to to appreciate the platform that you're using. Yeah, I guess another area as well is you know posting times. Um, you can see that people might you know not think about when they're posting for their audience. Um, like so all my clients that I do social media for. I post at all different times because I've worked out when their audience is most active on those platforms. Um, so again, it's just a bit more of a, a pre-planning yep. style for of when is best to post. All right. So I'm going to pull together from all the stuff we've talked about um, three steps for maybe someone who at the moment isn't really kind of planning their content very much that's doing stuff very ad hoc that kind of thinks, yeah, I want to start doing this, but I don't really, I don't really know what to do. So the first thing, we're going to say Trello. So yeah. set, get, get yourself a, a free Trello account. doesn't need to be a paid one. Get a free one and set up a board and just start putting ideas in there. Yeah. So just, ideas. you know, whether you're doing that on the fly all the time, if you think about something, it can even be you see something that someone else does and you think, I could do that for mine. Yeah, stick, stick it on your Trello board and start building up a back, yeah. a, a kind of a catalogue of, of ideas. Yeah. It helps when you do then come to that planning day that you're not starting from scratch. Yeah. yeah. With nothing. So that I think would be step one. Step two, going to steal what you do with your whiteboard and say, put some time aside and go back into that Trello board 
actually start figuring out right what's going to work where um, and start planning out stuff a little bit more visually um, and working out yeah actually these are going to work together as a series of content or actually I'm going to do that as a blog and I'm going to do this as something else um, so kind of have a little bit of a um, I guess you'd say brainstorming or, or kind of you know thrashing out uh, 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 turning those ideas into something more of a plan and then from what I do set yourself up be it a Google sheet or you mentioned Excel um, and actually then start putting some dates and some ideas down and creating columns for different platforms and figuring out on what day you're going to post what and where and I think they're three pretty easy steps that yeah. someone could 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 use to then start putting together the bare bones of a content plan yeah. and they're going to want to change it you know people people are going to want to to make it their own but that gives a good starting point yeah. I reckon mm. and I think it's an important uh, message that when you are putting that day in the calendar make it like non-negotiable don't think oh I'm too busy for it you know once that's in that calendar you've got to stick to it and actually you know make yourself accountable to to go for it on that day yep. yeah book it in like you would a, a client yeah. job it's easy especially when you're in a small business to get into that trap where you're so busy doing client work that you forget to promote and talk about yourself and then once you delivered all that you have that lull of a few weeks where right now I'll start marketing you had that sort of yo-yo effect don't you so it is really important to say right this day is as important as any other day in the business yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely. Some really useful stuff in there, um, and hopefully we've we've given people some different ideas to think about in terms of how to go about planning and ultimately creating um, creating content. So, good stuff. All right, thank you for joining us. Um, you can find all our episodes at content360.fm, where you can also find out more about us, and you can get in touch with us as well. We'll catch you next time on Content Three Hundred and Sixty.